So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And I just want to say, I really, when I say thank you so much for listening, I really mean it. Um, it means the world to me uh, that you take some time out of your busy days. Let's not kid ourselves. We are busier than we've ever been before. And the fact that you would take some time out of your busy day and listen to what we are offering here really means the world. And I really pray that this is going to bless you and, and minister to you and your heart. We are talking about something really, really cool today. Uh, occasionally, we will do an episode where we review a book. And it, it depends. Like The nature of the books obviously are generally related to men's health, sexuality, healing from porn addiction, all that kind of stuff. But not always. And as a matter of fact, sometimes we completely veer off course and we talk about um, more personal development, self-help kind of books. Because to be honest, those are actually pretty important for your recovery as well. And sometimes they they can be really, really useful. So anyway, today we are talking about a book that is written by Dr. Eddie Caparucci, who has been on the podcast before and has written a bunch of, of books on the subjects of you know, healing from porn and all that kind of thing. And he really, he really is phenomenal. And probably has been one of the, he was one of the first people who saw what I was doing with somebody I really respected and said, hey, what you're doing here is good. Like you got a good thing going on. And it really meant the world to me. I really, um, I really look up to him. Very grateful to have him in my, in my circle, in my life. Uh, and uh, and I, I think what we're going to talk about today is going to be really useful for you because he has written a new book called Why Men Struggle to Love. And I wanted to do a little bit of, re- of a review on this uh, because I think this book is going to be really useful. Now, I, I mean, not to brag or anything, but I actually had the privilege of getting an early copy of this book and giving an endorsement for it. Um, and I read it actually while I was away on vacation because um, to me, this is like fun reading. Um, just for those of you who are maybe like, hey, should you be doing work when you're on vacation? Thank you for looking out for me. I appreciate that. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I read I, I, to the extent that it's enjoyable. Sometimes that means I don't read very much of, in a sitting, and sometimes it means I read a ton. And in this case, I blitzed through most of it on the drive uh, to the beach, which was a, a couple hours. But anyway, uh, man, I really like this book. I, I felt very challenged by it myself, and, um, and I, I grew quite a bit from it. And so that's what sort of prompted me to be like, I really, I really do need to share this with my audience. And um, we also are going to have Eddie Caparucci uh, do a, an expert call in our community as well. So those of you that are listening that are in the community, just know we're going to do a deeper dive into this. And if you're not part of our community, you're welcome to join us. It's all, all part of the Deep Clean program. Uh, what I want to do today is, is talk about really the central concept of his book, which is this. He has worked with you know a bunch of guys who, who have gotten free of porn over the years. And what he's found in uh, married men especially 
is that while they get free of porn and their spouses are happy and grateful, it doesn't fix all of the problems because when you have had something like a sexual addiction in your life, it breeds a lot of mistrust in the marriage. And mistrust doesn't just simply heal overnight. And so often what he's found is that people get free of porn and still have work to do. And they're a little bit surprised because they're like, but I did the work, I got free. And the spouses are often like, yes, but you still like don't know how to connect with me. Um, you still lack some of the emotional intelligence that's necessary for us to have a healthy marriage. And you still broke my trust and you're not just going to get it all back because you're free. I'm still, you know, nursing my wounds and working through my stuff. And as he sort of dug deeper into this dynamic, what he realized is that there are 14 relational blind spots that often stop men like you and I from really having healthy relationships with our loved ones. So if you're married, um, if you want to be married one day, you really need to listen up. And I'm going to go through all 14 blind spots as in I'm going to just basically name them, maybe offer a, a sentence or two. And then there's one blind spot in particular that I just want to kind of triple down on today because this is a big one for me. And it really, to be honest, like this is the blind spot that I feel like I am still working on. And it's, it's quite interesting. So without further ado, here are the 14 relational blind spots that typically exist in men who struggle with sexual issues. Number one is the inability to process emotional pain. Man, that is a really big one. We see that a lot in our community. One of the things that we teach for that very reason. Number two, lack of curiosity. Okay. Uh, number three, inability to connect emotionally with another person. So share on a more deeper, meaningful level the articulation of the emotional life in a way that's coherent and easy to comprehend, etc. Number four, inwardly focused. So what he means that in like kind of a, a selfish way, they, they, they only look at themselves. They're not really thinking about how their lives and decisions are impacting other people until afterwards when the damage is done. Number five, limited interest and passion. I will tell you that especially in older clients, and I'm not, I don't mean like super old, like once you hit your mid 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond, you really see this one. The interest and the passions have pretty much worn off because between all the compulsive behavior, the frustration of not being able to get free, it has basically stifled the individual and stopped them from pursuing their passions. The next one is low emotional IQ. And plain and simple, just not able to really perceive emotions well, not able to discern how somebody else is feeling, and again, not able to articulate their own emotional experience. Uh, the next one is to hide and lie. So these patterns exist when you have an addiction. Generally, you will hide, you will lie around it. You may not lie outrightly, but they're just stretches of the truth enough to cover up what's going on. A lack of mindfulness, so a distracted mind, an unfocused mind, uh, not able to really harness the power of the prefrontal cortex and concentrate for extended periods of time. Big one. Uh, impulsive and compulsive behaviors. So that might be like you're free of the addiction, but you still compulsively watch Netflix or you impulsively shop on Amazon, that kind of thing. Uh, fearful. So just riddled with fear, always thinking about worst case scenario and um, 
using fear to talk yourself out of something instead of finding reasons to talk yourself into something. Uh, mood disorders. So again, these are, this would have to be diagnosed by a professional, but mood disorders would be another big one that comes with the territory. Lack of contentment. So it's never good enough and you, you finally get that house or you get the car, you get the salary, you get the promotion, uh, you get the things that you thought would always make you happy and you realize you're still empty. Hypersensitive um, kind of speaks for itself. Struggling to connect with God, really, really big one. And I believe that's actually the last one here. Let me just double check. Yeah, struggling, struggling to connect with God. He left that one last. It was really, really good too, what he said in there. Um, but these are some of the blind spots that he's identified, 14 of them, which honestly probably covers most of the gamut of the male experience when you have an addiction. And the irony of it, right, is that these blind spots, which can stop you from fully healing in your recovery, these blind spots are the same thing that started the recover, uh, the addiction rather. So it, it's sort of the great irony is like you can you can fix your behavior and even do inner child work, which is you know one of Eddie's specialties, and resolve underlying issues, but still have a, a skill set or an area where you were underskilled, and that lack of skills. Um, affects your relationships, your connections, your quality of life beyond getting free. And ironically, it was that lack of emotional capacity and that lack of relational skill that actually started the addiction in the first place. And so uh, again, just a fascinating interplay on both sides of the coin. So whether you're recovering or you've already recovered, these blind spots are relevant. And for me, the one that really hit home was the one about curiosity. Um, so I, I personally, as he was sort of talking about how kids are, are so curious and how they don't make assumptions and they want to learn more and they're not afraid to ask questions. I had this memory come up. I was in uh, the lecture hall of a second year psychology course called Brain and Behavior. And I, I don't talk much about... Um, academics and what my academic life was like, but but to give you an idea, like I um, I was in um, I was in a couple of different psychology courses. One of them in particular was a very large course. It must have been Psych 101 or whatever. And I ranked in like the top I don't know. I think it was one of the top 25 grades in the entire program uh, with over a thousand students. And in this particular course, the professor was begging me to work in her lab, and I was already signed up and working in another one. Um, but like the academic environment for me, I just, I loved it. I really thrived there. And I had this particular memory being in this course, and I was, um, I was asking questions almost on a, on a like daily basis or however often the lectures were. Every time we were in, I would ask a question. And I, again, it wasn't like my rule, like I just I ask questions, I have to, you know, make myself present to the professor or whatever. But I was so intrigued by what I was learning. I wanted to learn more. And there were certain elements she didn't explain clearly or, or she didn't explain at all. And I, I would ask about them and I had no inhibitions. And I, I just thought, yeah, I've, I've had seasons of, uh, in the past where I've been curious and, and not, um, not apologetic for it. Sometimes when I don't know something now, I catch myself sort of suppressing the curiosity because I don't want to look foolish and I, I, I should know that already or that kind of thing. I'm, I'm a, little bit, uh, a little bit proud and also a little bit fearful of humiliation and embarrassment. 
And what those things do is they stifle curiosity. And the interesting thing is that that fear of embarrassment and that pride is what got me so caught up in my addiction in the first place. Because I just thought I had enough of it together and you know I could engage in this behavior whenever I want and it'll be fine. That was sort of the pride thing. And the fear of embarrassment is what stopped me from reaching out to get the help I really needed when I was beginning my recovery journey. And for two years, I just spun my tires in the mud trying a bunch of different fluff that really did not elicit any long-term results. And, and for me, it was actually becoming curious about myself and why I did things the way I did them and, and how parts of my past impacted it and how I was viewing myself and the changes I could make. It, all that, that collectively is what led me to get free of pornography long-term. And so this curiosity thing, um, interestingly enough, is still at play just in other areas of my life. You know, I, in some, way, some ways I did the work to get free, but it's like, wait, but I'm, I should still be curious. The lesson there is it's okay for me to be curious and it's actually a good thing. It's the indicator of a healthy, a healthy heart that is creative and, and wanting to grow and learn and everything else. And, um, and anyways, this just really hit home for me and I wanted to kind of double down on it or triple down, as I said earlier, uh, because it, it, was, it was really meaningful to me. Um, this, this book, you're, you're going to find that likely a couple of these blind spots will really hit home. Maybe one or two, it might be a handful. And there's going to be a couple where you're like, okay, yeah, this is probably a thing, but not really at the forefront right now. And then you're going to find there's a bunch where, or sorry, a smaller amount that are really, really hitting home. And so what I like particularly about this book is that after every single blind spot, he provides something practical. He gives you a couple things that you can do to sort of break out of the cycle or change the habit or whatever it might be. So it's really practical and hands-on that way, which you know is really important for me. And very hopeful as well. He uses stories that just hit home. He provides a lot of insight that if you apply, you will, you will experience freedom. And the last chapter of the book, he actually talks about the results of transformation and what has happened when guys have really applied these frameworks and models to their own situations. And that's, you know, what, what he talks about in that chapter is what I want to see for you guys. And that's why I thought I'd talk about the book and, and give you a chance to get your hands on a resource that I think could be really useful for you, regardless of where you are in your recovery journey, whether you're at the very beginning or someone like me who's been free, free for six years and I was reading this feeling convicted and feeling like, oh, wow, I need to grow in this area. So I'll put a link in the show notes to the book. Uh, you can get your hands on it. It's, it's available on all major platforms and, uh, and I do highly, highly recommend it. And beyond that, you know, um, Eddie is, is more than just somebody that I'm hearing about who's putting out good resources. He's a colleague, somebody I've gotten to know. And I really trust the guy and I know you'll be tremendously blessed by this book. So guys, thanks for listening. I wish you an incredible day and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. 
Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.